Hello, hello, you're vibing with Kyra's Keenan Westcott, but hey, you can just call me Kai. Welcome to another episode of the Vibe with Kai podcast. I'm all about flipping the script on mental health, turning tough topics into open conversations, and shining a light into the corners where the sun doesn't always reach. Now, whether you're an introvert, an extrovert, or somewhere in between, I'm here to engage, entertain, and educate. I primarily vibe around ADHD and introversion around here, but I'm not afraid to tackle all corners of the mental health landscape. I believe that a good laugh can be just as therapeutic as a good cry, so I sprinkle in a little humor like confetti because, hey, why not? Life's a party, even when it's a bit of a chaotic one. So with that said, sit back, grab your favorite beverage, maybe even your favorite fidget toy, and let's start vibing. My friends, hello and welcome to another episode of the Vibe with Kai podcast. Today, I am thrilled to have a special guest who has taken strides in illuminating the experiences and potentials of autistic adults through uh, his groundbreaking book uh, that comes out. I don't think it's out yet. It comes out soon, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Autism for Adults, an approachable guide to living excellently on the spectrum. He is a renowned autistic and ADHD video creator, a fervent activist, and a beacon of knowledge and empowerment in the autistic community. Uh, Welcome, my friend, the incredible Daniel M. Jones. Welcome, Dan. What's going on, man? All right, buddy. Kai, like, you know, you made me you made me sound amazing just that I don't you think I'm that amazing. good. <laughs> you were like a beacon of love, like I don't know, man. You should see me on like a Saturday night, you know, like oh my scrolled God. out Netflix oh on you should you know see what I mean? like, you should see me. It's funny because people like will come up to me and they'll be like, they're like, You're always smiling. I'm like, I'm always smiling online. You don't see what happens yeah, when yeah. the when the cameras oh, are off. <laughs> yeah, when when that kind of a moment of inertia hits, like, yeah, I really yeah. need to clean my apartment, but I have exactly. no energy. Like <laughs> Yeah, you don't see me when I'm like in the corner crying because I didn't start my day when I wanted to. <laughs> oh, dude, it's so relatable. Oh, it's, uh, oh my god. Um, so I want to I want to you know introduce you know everybody to you and and what you're about tell us a little bit of of a background of who you are uh and your history with adhd and your history with autism sure um so yeah i mean my name is dan jones but like my online pseudonym uh or or online presence is the aspie world which Mm -hmm. my company is tau media which is taw media Uh, but the aspie world is basically my 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 life's work you know i I put everything into it i I do education online for autism adhd ocd dyslexia um, and everything neurodivergent really one of the cool things is um i've been online now for 10 years and i've gotten to literally like you know speak and connect with hundreds of thousands of people i mean we're on like half a million followers right now like across my platforms which is great that's a great thing congrats man oh thank you man thank you and um it just means that i'm able to touch those people you know and and really reach out to them in a way where they probably didn't think was possible and i think you know my background really is i was diagnosed with asperger's and adhd which is basically now just autism spectrum disorder and adhd Mm -hmm when I was 26 years old and I had 26 years of just stumbled about in the dark, but I survived, you know? And I was like, Hey, if I can survive 26 years, not knowing what the heck was going on, then maybe I could actually thrive and help people on the way, you know, yeah. from this point onwards after knowing. So that's what I did. I decided to dedicate my life work into helping people. And, and I, I kind of fell into YouTube. I never, I never tried to do it. You know, I always wanted to be a scientist and I eventually did become a scientist. I'm a chemist. I had a degree in chemistry, but like I, you know, I just kind of fell into being a YouTuber. I just put some videos online and people wanted more. So I started doing more. And then it got to a tipping point in 2018 where um, I was in uh, LA for VidCon and uh, I was invited over by YouTube. And I was doing all this stuff. And then it was like, man, I, I have to take this full time, you know? And, and I was just breaking even with what I was making online. So, and it was cool. You know, it, it kind of like really 
uh, lit a fire under my ass to do stuff. You know what I mean? And I think that's cool because I was then able to like urge myself towards an existence of helping people rather than just being there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's amazing how, um, when we're able to get diagnosed with something as an adult, how much yeah. things in our past start to make sense. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. I, was, I was having dinner with, uh, with a couple of friends yesterday and we're working on a, on a project, you know, ADHD related. And so I was cool. like telling them, you know, my story. And, and I was saying how, when I, finally learned what ADHD was because <laughs> there was many misconceptions about it, which we'll talk, talk yeah, about in yeah. a second. But I remember when I like legit learned about it and what it entailed and, you know, the things that I've struggled with in my life, I'm like, oh my God, so much makes sense now, you know, yeah, from yeah. my younger days, from my, from my younger years, from my, even as a teenager and a, an adult, I'm like, wait a second. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I yeah. wasn't lazy. <laughs> you know, I wasn't, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I wasn't weak or dumb. Like I just like, there was, my brain was braining stuff. <laughs> and so yeah, like that, I had to manage that. It's well, a millennial thing, right? Oh yeah, we always right. we, we like blame ourselves like ah, we're so so stupid. Like you know what oh, I mean, yeah. we were told to like punish ourselves for that, for our wrong. Yeah, job, absolutely. Right? Rather than like you said, just realizing oh shoot, you know I had a neurological difference, so maybe it wasn't me being an asshole. You know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like I remember when I when I first got my diagnosis and I understood what was happening. Like I I I went through like a range of emotions between anger and sadness and disappointment and wishing I can go back in time and change things like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. When you, when you, when things started to become clear for you and you, you were doing your research on what you were, you know, having to manage every day, what kind of emotions were you dealing with internally? Like what, what were you thinking? Um, You know, what's really interesting. First of all, I had that like huge frustration. I was like, God damn it, mom. You know, cause like my yeah. parents basically took me to see all kinds of psychiatrists, but they were all of rubbish really you know they were just mm. absolute bollocks and because it was it was like the late 80s early 90s when i was being you know taken through this medical system and in the united kingdom up where i am north and in wales it was not happening like there was nobody here right. could do it like so my parents rather than kind of push and push and push my parents were like oh that's done and then later we get on with it and i and i feel like you know, school was absolutely horrendous. I mean, even my in my book, you know, um, when you spoke a lot about autism for adults, like in the book, I I, I go really deep. I'm gonna send you a copy. Um, send okay, me your yeah. address after this. I'll send you a copy. Absolutely. So I absolutely. I go really I go really deep into um, like you know, schooling and what primary or preschool, kindergarten, all that was all, all like right up until high school and college, and you know, and um. And so when I when I was diagnosed, I was like, oh man, like I felt so frustrated. I was like, if my parents just pull a finger out of their ass, and then like, <laughs> I, I, you know what I mean? I felt like I could. Yeah. But then yeah. I was like, I was like, no, you know, because and then and then it kind of all all came around and made sense. I have this kind of motto in my life that anything that's worth having should be hard work, right? And I thank God every single day. I go, thank God, you know, I, I've got like a beautiful family. I have all this food. I have abundance around me. I have a roof yeah. over my head. You know, that doesn't come easy. You know, there's right. so many people who don't even have access to clean water. So I'm like, look. Everything in my life that's worth having here should be hard work. So my life should have been a bit of a struggle, right? We were put through struggles so we can learn, so we can grow as people, as humans, to evolve. And so I feel like, you know, at first it was resentment and bitterness because all my parents, um, you know, bad uh, attempts at trying to help me out when I was a kid. But then I go, no, it's made me into the person I am today. I am exactly yes. where I need to be, right? Because, you know, the universe is the best of planners and, and we have this kind of ability to adjust ourselves towards existence. And I'm doing yeah. that in a manner that has always been my plan, always been my path, you know? So I kind of come to peace with that. But at first I was so annoyed, like, and it was just kind of like, but I go over it super quick because yeah. I, I try to find the positive in it, you know? Right, right, absolutely. And so um, I, I know that there's so many misconceptions because about autism, right? Especially yeah, yeah. among adults. I think that there's a lot of people that don't understand it. 
I think there's there's a lot of people that think it's something, but it's it's like they have this idea of what it is, but it's probably either wrong or like very askew. So if yeah. you could, if you don't mind, for the people that are listening right now that don't know either adult autism or autism in general, can you explain to them what it is and and how it affects people? Sure. You know, autism is a spectrum. So now it's called autism spectrum disorder. And, um, you know, it's it's highlighted a lot in this infinity symbol. I have it on the cover of the book. I don't know if you can see that. Mm. So, so that infinity symbol actually is a spectrum of color. And that shows you kind of like autism is a spectrum. And what it means by that is that you could have someone on one side of a neurodivergent spectrum of like saying ADHD and and kind of like not you know, not having mega, mega, mega struggles with this 24-7. Mm-hmm. Then you have the other end of the scale with somebody who's completely non-speaking. Uh, they need, they can't go to the bathroom on their own and only 24-7 kind of care because they are um, they have other issues that are going on. And so autism kind of like crosses a, a broad spectrum between those two areas. Mm-hmm. All of that in between is autism. It's kind of, it's a, it's a communication uh, condition or communication disorder, neurodevelopmental, which means it's, it's present from birth. And, and what happens is, as your brain develops, neurological paths fuse in a certain way, which should show lineage where you have, you know, they, they fuse in a way so you know that your senses work this way and your communication paths work this way and how you see color and, and you know, communicate with people. But what happens in autism, it's kind of slightly off and it mends slightly differently. So those those are a little bit messed up. And and, and what it expresses itself with is, is, is depending on the severity of the mix-up of the neurological paths that were, that were mended when you were a kid, um, it, it kind of depicts how severe needs you have, you know? So you have people who like myself diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome, which is now like ASD level two. And, but then you have people who would have a classic autism, right? Which would be diagnosed just autistic. And so they'd have a like global learning delay and, and maybe they'll have down syndrome and there'll be a right, bunch of different right. things that will go on as well. Um, but one thing that I will say is, is autism is, is like for people to understand what it is, you know, because people, like you said, people have misconceptions. They think, oh, my friend's kid doesn't, you know, talk to anybody and, and he has a, he, he, you know, he's completely kind of like incapable of doing anything on his own. But since you, you know, since you drive a car, for instance, you know, you can't be autistic, which is complete <laughs> nonsense. Because, like, for instance, Elon Musk, you know, he has autism. So right. it's like, you know, it, it, look, that guy's the richest guy. always sending people to Mars. The guy's insane, right? Which is awesome. Right. But he, but he's cool. Um, and 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 what it's like the expression of autism. And I always try and explain this to people is like, imagine. Well, this is what it feels like. Imagine you're, you have to go to work, uh, in a new like you've moved to a new town. Everyone in the town is five years old and you have to find a job, you know, grocery shopping, flipping, buying a car, going to the gym. And you have to communicate all this to five-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Have you ever spoken to a five-year-old? It's so difficult. Like you, yes. you can't because you're like, dude, like I just need, I need to. And, and parents yeah. always have this expression. Sometimes they say like, oh, I just want to have an adult to talk to. That's what it feels like every day. Having got like, I shoot, man. I, 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 and the only time I got close to this is when I was doing my university degree. I was doing it in chemistry and I was preparing to do a PhD. And that was good because I, I got that kind of dopamine hit of right. trying to speak to intellect like constantly. But I feel like when I talk to my family, I'm like, it, it, it oh, oof. so, yeah. it, so that's what it's like. It's like trying to communicate with a world that is completely on a different level. Right. So you, you, you've moved to a new town and, and, and you're, you're trying to, you know, thinking, oh my goodness, like what is wrong with me? Because I can't deal with these people. It's too much, you know, because mm-hmm. honestly, that's the best you know, analogy I can give you. It's like t- five-year-olds running the entire world and you're like, oh my God. Right, right, right. How, how has your perspective of all of this change due to your 
you know, social media and, and, and online presence, right? Because like you have, you have a lot of people that follow you, that listen to your words. You, mm -hmm. I mean, I know for me, like talking about the things that I go through, I often get sent stories and experiences that other people have had. And it's put a lot of things into perspective for me. Mm -hmm. How has the online community affected your perspective of everything that you're going through? I think it's given me two things. One is reinforcement of um, knowing that w what I'm doing is 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 relative to everybody else. Right, right. And the other thing is validation because when I when I say like, mm. oh man, I had a really shitty day and this happened mm -hmm. to someone, and somebody else says, you know, I had the same thing and this happened. I'm like, oh my goodness, you feel less like ostracized from society when somebody says right. to you, hey, I've been in that exact situation and can tell you their side and you feel it. Like I had a conversation with a friend of mine. Um, uh, he's. Uh, an actor over here in the UK, um, but he's on the spectrum as well. Right. And um, and he he's uh, Max. His his name is on Maxi the Asprey. He calls himself on online, but he's such a cool guy. And, right. and we we were having a conversation about OCD, right? That's comorbidly um, occurring in in autism. And and he had the same experience of OCD with me, and that was just mind blowing for me because, like, you know, when when you have something like you you do things in your day that. That you, that you do to feel comfortable, that you do to feel satisfied with the the, the position and where you are in space, mm -hmm. and then you think, oh, if anyone looks at me, I'm a complete freak, right? Yeah. And then when somebody else says they do the same thing and they feel the same way, you're like, oh my goodness, like right. it kind of just allows you to a problem shared is a problem halved, right? That couldn't be more more true. And I think that's what the online community has given me. You know, like without my audience, none of anything I've done would be possible. What was the point of writing a book for people who, you know, my audience want to read this book because they want to learn more and read more and, and relate more to me, you know? And same as these, like I, I love having emails from my fans yeah. and comments yeah. and messages and DMs. Yeah, it's really eye-opening. And I'm glad that you use the word validation because that's how I, I feel too. Because like with stuff like this, it's really easy to feel alone. <laughs> it's really mm -hmm. easy to feel like people just don't understand. And so when you're able to spend your time uh, making content like this and hearing back from people, like it is a very validating thing for you personally. And I'm sure it's ther self-therapeutic, you know, as well for, for all of that, which is, and I know it is for me. And so mm -hmm. I, I want to ask uh, some questions here. Uh, one set of questions is going to be for people that uh, want more information about it. And this, the second set of questions are going to be for people that are diagnosed, you know, um, you know, ADHD um, or an adult, an adult with autism. So the first group of people, the people that may not know, but are trying to learn more. If somebody feels like, they are on the spectrum, mm -hmm. but they have no idea what to do mm -hmm. or where to go. What would you recommend that they do if they're like, I, I'm listening to this guy and like everything that he's describing right now, I get Release. it. Yeah, I deal with that shit. What would you say to them right now if they're not sure where to go or what to do? Okay, so the, the first thing I'd say is that do you are you happy in your life and is your situation kosher? Mm -hmm. If the answer is no, then you need to say, okay, I need to access help and support. Mm -hmm. The only way to do that is to have an official diagnosis or an assessment to study what is going on, right? Mm -hmm. And how do you do this? The first step would be to go online 
and look for an AQ test. So A for Alpha, Q for Quebec. AQ is an autism quotient test. Do one of those online. This will give you an average percentage between 30 and 50 will give you a strong indication that you're on the autism spectrum, which is a kind of self-validating um, first step. You can print those results off, take them with you, and then you can go to your doctor and ask for a referral. Say, I need a referral to an autism specialist um, or somebody who assesses people for autism. And then they'll refer you to those clinics. And those clinics, depending on the waiting times, will set up probably a two or three part interview assessment process where they ask you questions, you do some interviews type stuff, and probably some small kind of like, you know, task stuff. Um, and then, and, and that's it, you'll get your kind of like clarification then. Mm -hmm. But, but the, the, the interesting thing that happens at the end of that is that you have a deeper understanding of yourself from a professional standpoint uh, of somebody who knows what's going on rather than somebody who's just experiencing what's going on. Mm -hmm. And then you you can then go and say, well, okay, well, maybe I need therapy and now my insurance will cover it because I have this diagnostic, you know, because mm -hmm. a lot of insurance companies won't like send you for therapy if you don't really have the diagnosis, you know, from your your physician or something. So it's always handy to have that kind of um, official document, you know what I mean? Uh, in, and, and it varies from state to state. So and this is something I will say. So if you say you're diagnosed in one state and then you, you move, you know, across country and you, you go to a different state, you may actually have to take another assessment within that state just because of the legal guidelines of the medical practitioners within each state do vary. So it's, it's kind of like, you know, when you drive through one state, you don't need to wear your seatbelt and then you get to the other state and there's a seatbelt right. law and you're like, damn it. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. Yeah. What would you, so like, for the people that are trying to get more information, but are, dare I say, scared yeah. that, that they might have to manage this. Um, and, you know, like, you know, those times when, like, you want to know the answer to something, but you're afraid to ask it because of what the answer might be mm -hmm. kind of thing. Do you ever come across people like that? And if so, what what words would you say to them? You know, that the, the 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 thing that they fear the most is not that's just that's just an expression of the fear of what they have this because there's another there's other trauma within their life that they're right, not facing yeah. right so i would definitely seek um, professional help because mm -hmm. if you're if you're unable to go to a you know physician and ask for a referral for autism because you're scared of saying okay well i am autistic then there's obviously a deeper rooted issue that which would be something like a, a history of kind of maybe um or a historical event of, of trauma right it could be mm -hmm. your parents saying like you know this person is like you know disabled and that's stupid or you know i don't know mm -hmm. you know but it could be something a hallmark so and that does happen uh, quite often actually um mm -hmm. excuse me especially in america um because it has a very conservative past um mm -hmm. and i think um you know a lot of people growing up especially from like boomer generation will have mm -hmm. some trauma from the way that they were, they, were, they were brought up um but i would say that it's a it's a it's a self and this is the thing about a diagnosis process it's a self-knowing process like you you start to dig deeper into yourself and you start to know a bit more about yourself and you're like oh my goodness mm -hmm. yeah because when you're doing the assessments they ask you certain questions they want to know about your childhood they want to know about your right. growing up and stuff and so if you're an adult it's kind of like a, a self-exploration thing so maybe it's a good thing you know and right. it, hey you know I, I have another saying that i stick by is like be afraid and do it anyway like why yeah. wouldn't you you know you you yeah. You're here for your fourth score on 20. You might as well just do something. You know what I mean? You won't, don't live to regret anything. You're like, yeah, dude, like I did it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. What just... would you, for, for the people that are, you know, officially diagnosed that, that, that have gone through this process and stuff already, but feel like they're struggling still, you know, yeah. like they're not, they feel like they're just not either doing it right or things are getting worse or whatever it may be for the people that are feeling a little down about that 
thinking that, you know, I've gone to therapists, I've tried this, I tried that, nothing works. And I'm just going to have to deal with this on my own. What would you say to them right now if they're listening? You know, it's quite interesting. There's this, you know, the reason I wrote the book and the book's labeled autism for adults. Mm -hmm. And the reason it's called that is because there's so many facilities for children and young people on the autism spectrum. So many like parent support groups, all this kind of stuff. But when you get to kind of 18 to plus, it kind of, there's nothing, you know, like there's nobody, there's no support right. there. And so I was like, holy shit, like, what do I do? Like, there's so many of us, you know, yeah. autistic adults. You think there's, so in America, there's one in 33 people diagnosed with autism. So there's, that's a lot of adults, right? When you consider the population of adults versus, versus children. And what I did is I kind of looked at like, what, what is, what is the, the things that we're struggling with? And, and as we grow older, there's a scale that I came up with. I haven't named the scale yet, but, um, uh, and I'll explain it. And it might kind of open the, because what I'm trying to say is that the people who are struggling right now, the people in, in the question you've, you've portrayed here are people who need to expand their idea or expand their, um, idiosyncrasies of, of life and existence. And, and how we do this is very simple. When we, when we look and reflect at how, what we are. And, and what I mean by this is I made this scale and I talk about the scale in my book a little bit, but I'm actually going to publish a paper on it. But when we were little children, your everything's brand new, right? Mm -hmm. you, 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 you've never spoken before. You've never eaten food before. You've never learned to sit down right. before. You're, like, you're learning all yeah. these things. And it's scary and it's difficult because you're neurologically different, right? And you're finding all these things excessively task-free because it's called pressure load. You have a certain, you have demands and pressure load on you from society because you have to be a person for the first time. Mm -hmm. And then you get to about 15, 16, and then things become easy. There's no pressure load. You figured school out. You've been doing that for like five or six years and you got another five left and it's easy. Your parents take care of you. You got food on the table. You don't have to worry about cooking. You can hang out with friends and it's easy because they get you. You can play video games. You can flip and eat, you know, eat Twinkies and drink Mountain Dew all day. That's what and I do. that's it. That's what I do. Normal, sounds like a normal Saturday. What do we say? It's just, yeah, it's, <laughs> we do Saturdays, weekdays for me. But like, and, and, then, and then it plateaus and then you get to about 22 23 24 yeah. and then you have new pressures and new demands that you have children a marriage a mortgage a job you're like car payments you're like holy shit you're trying to learn again and it's the same experience as when you were a little kid yeah. so you'll notice that and this is what this is why many people would misdiagnose because they go they struggle through childhood where the parents say well it's children's so how to know then you go through teenage years and you feel quite comfortable in reality because right. you're able to manage it because there's less demand or demand load on you but then you get to a, a, you know middle to late adulthood and then all these demands start coming for the first time and like holy shit mm -hmm. and then that's when it really hits and so when you think about it it's just realizing that you're learning these things for, for, for the first time and if i would say to you like if you were to take a class on something what would you do you prepare notes you study ahead of time and you research. That's what we need to do in life. You know, I'd run a course called um, Autism Acceleration Academy um, that is available on my website. Um, but it's it's kind of like, um, it's very exclusive. So so if anybody is interested in that, you'd have to email me. So theaspieworld at gmail.com. Uh, but in in the Autism Acceleration Academy, the, the, the last module is all about uh, future proofing your life. Mm -hmm. Like how to maintain adult um, diagnosis of adult uh, autism going forward in the future because you know where are you going to end up you know if you have people caring for you now your family independent family well they're going to you know die before you do probably you know generally mm -hmm. and so where, where are you going to end up how are you going to do this and that we have a plan a breakdown and a different kind of, kind of technologies that we use um, to do that so there is hope um 
and there is ways around it. And like I said, the, the thing you need to do is is look at your life like you're relearning something for, for brand new. Mm -hmm. So if it's it because you realize that if you try to pinpoint the thing that that that's worrying you, you won't be able to do it, right? right because it's right. it's a it's a combination and an infusion of all the things. It's it's the pressure load of society. So you take the first thing, bills. How do I, I need to take care of my bills? How do I do it? Let's learn about bill management. Second thing is student loans. Like, how do I manage my student loan? Like, uh, okay, next thing is uh, marriage. How do you work in a marriage? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. anything again, anything that's worth having should be hard work, but it, you have to learn how to do that. Uh, children, how do I, how do I, how do I parent kids? You know, how yeah. do I cook food? Like, all these things you're learning for the first time, do it in a strategic manner. Honestly, when you break it down or you compute, which is the term, when you compute those things down into the basic form of like a this, 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 and this bullet pointing, mm -hmm. you'll be like, dude, anything is possible. <laughs> Yeah. What would you, what, what about people that they're not diagnosed and, 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 and they're not, you know, thinking that they have it or anything like that, but they're around people, maybe a friend, a loved one, coworker, whomever it may be that are diagnosed. How can the, how can other people help them? How can, what can other people do to understand and possibly help them throughout their day or their life? It's funny because the answer to this question is something that all humans should be doing anyway, but <laughs> it, but, it, but we don't. When we see somebody um, really um, egregious or aggravated on the on the mm -hmm. bus, we're like, "Dude, this guy's an asshole!" Like, look at this. Right. <laughs> like, wait till he gets off the. But we don't know that he might have just seen his father or son die in a hospital. Yeah. Right, and stormed out there in an emotional outburst, caught that bus, and he's losing his his shit. You know, mm -hmm. because there's a reason for everything. Nothing just happens. Nobody's horrible for a reason. You know, they, for no reason. It's just there, there's always something. Right. There's always change. So if you had the if you had the humanity to say, "Hey, buddy, are you okay?" Like, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? And like there was mm -hmm. a saying. I think Taylor Taylor Swift said it. Like, um. Uh, haters are just people who need more love. There's no such thing as hate. It's just people mm. who need more love, right? And I and I and I treat people like that. Like if someone comes to my videos and they're an asshole, and like you, you, you're autistic, fucking blah blah blah. I'm like, dude, you okay? Because you you seem to yeah. be wasting your precious time on earth coming here to start shitting me. And I'm yeah. sure you don't want to waste it. You know, he doesn't want to be like, ladies, dude, 68. Like he doesn't want to be sitting in his deathbed going, oh god, I trolled that guy on YouTube. You know, he doesn't. He wants to be thinking. Oh, oh he comments you... on yours too, ladies, dude. Yeah, 68? yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. you know, you know. Yeah. So uh, I have a cell phone number now. We just watch. <laughs> but, um, he phones me verbally and I'm like, you asshole. No, but like, so, so like the answer to the question would be have some humanity. Just if you see somebody doing something that completely seems odd or strange, mm. just accept it, dude. Just be like, okay, mm. as long as they're not bringing danger to themselves, you don't have to intervene. Just be cool with it, man. If somebody, and like, so for instance, one of the biggest things that I used to have when I was working, um, I worked in an office for a bit um, and uh, they'd be like, we're going to go out and get like smash for Friday. I've never been in a nightclub in my life. Like I've never done nothing. I don't drink alcohol. Like I, you know, and so they'd be like, um, you coming out? I'm like, no, why? Oh, Cause I don't want to, why? Cause I want to go home. Yeah, but that's stupid. You're boring. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, but guys, you don't understand that. Like my, my chill is to, to learn stuff. Like I have yeah. to learn things all the time. Right. So yeah. to keep my dopamine at, at uh, peak pressure. So mm -hmm. I have to kind of learn stuff. So if I'm out like watching people using depressants to like slur their lives right. away, I mean, this is like the worst thing I could do. Right. And I don't right. want to do that, you know, and it's too, it's socially um, uh, too much anxiety for me to be around yeah. those people. Right. So, yeah. and the noises and stuff. So if they just said that, cool, that's cool, man. I accept you for who you are. That's cool. I'll move on. Right. So you right. always have to, and that's what a true friend is. A true friend is somebody who wants to learn and wants to accept who you are. Right. And you'll know this because the people listening to be like, that's what I do anyway. You win, you know, you're doing that anyway. Mm -hmm. But there's a, there's a large portion of us that we've been brought up to judge the things we see. 
Right. Yeah. You know? right. Because it is, we need to judge books on cover because that person might be dodgy or going to shank you or something. I don't know. Right. right. <laughs> so you often you're like me, right, on your platform because you often mm-hmm. use humor, you know, to to you know to tell a story and to yeah, point across to, to help people. And and like I like for my platform, I obviously I try to add levity to the conversation to help it to help people feel a little bit more comfortable talking about it to you know make sometimes what can be a dark subject matter of something that people struggle with and and just mm-hmm. add some sort of you know light and levity to it so that people feel more comfortable about it yeah how do you approach humor how do you add any sort of humor to this type of thing that seriously affects people and their lives. People have been hurt by this. People have passed away because of this people, you know, like there's very dark stuff that has happened because of this. Um, And I'm curious how you approach, how you approach all of that uh, and, and find humor in some of this. It's very simple. Actually, if you were to poke fun at somebody else, Mm -hmm. you look like an asshole. (laughs) <laughs> and that's not funny yeah you know yeah. what i mean unless yeah. you're, you're a comedian and that's what you do for a living right but they right. still get hecklers but if you make right. fun of yourself mm-hmm. on your own flaws you 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 show what you show is is, is humility yeah. and also transparency because you're being honest with someone and when mm-hmm. you're honest with somebody you're transparent somebody and you can laugh about the flaws of your own then they'll right. loosen up and they'll have fun with it and that's how you do it yeah. like you know um you know i don't know like like i oh I, this is a good example i'm like mm-hmm. i put a post out i said um, th- th- like autism summed up in, in, in one sentence. It's like, I have a degree in chemistry and I've written two books, yet I can't be in the same room as a chopped onion. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, how right, does this, right. why is that even a thing? That's who yeah. I am. That's, that's the complexities of who I am. And, right. and people are like laughing their ass off. Like, oh my goodness, my son's the same. You know, he's this rocket engineer, but he can't be around kind of like, you know, cold food. And it's right. just like this whole thing. And I'm like, and it's fun because I, it, it allows them to realize that not everything has to be this serious kind of like, yeah. you know, and you know, and the funny thing is we have this serious idea about it because whenever you diagnose someone, you have to go to a clinic or a hospital. And who mm-hmm. the hell goes to a hospital or a clinic for good news? Nobody. Yeah, that's true. Right? So it's like you have this predetermined idea. Tell me how idea. healthy I am. Yeah, tell me how yeah. Great. <laughs> Doctor Funjeb, great. You're in great health. I wanted to tell you this. Have a great day. Come to my office and sign this paper. Like nobody else says that. They're like, I need you need to come in and see the results. You're then right, I'll go. Congratulations, right. everything's great. They always right. say, right, sit down. Like you know what I mean? It's just so fucking bullshit. Yeah. And when we have this kind of like, it's a mentality that puts onto us, and we think, oh, it's a diagnosis or something, and it means it's horrible. But it doesn't. It just. It, it means that you struggle in certain lives. It's been highlighted yeah. through uh, an assessment and those those people can now help you with therapeutic kind of uh, ways forward. And I think I think that's why we don't find humor in things a lot of the time, especially around this mm-hmm. subject. It's because, because of the taboo that's been put around it being such a mm-hmm. clinical thing, you know what I mean? Right, right. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I always tell people that my my humor all of my videos are very like self-deprecating right like everything that you see like me making a joke about are things that have like i have legitimately gone through and had to process you know on yeah exactly and i like i never i never try to punch down like i never like make fun of it or make make it seem as though it's not a a significant thing that people have to deal with and i also i personally and i think you might have alluded to this earlier i don't talk about um or joke about anything that i'm not personally like having to manage like i don't like for example i don't i'm not diagnosed bipolar right so you're never going to see me you know talking about 
bipolar jokes. Like I'm not going to be doing yeah, that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, not yeah, diagnosed, yeah. you know, with OCD, right? So I'm not going to be making jokes about that. So like everything gotcha. that I do are about like shit that I have to deal with. You yeah, know? It's your experiences, it's very right? self-deprecating. Yeah. It's very, very like I want people to laugh at me. Yeah. Right. Like well, laugh with like, you, right? Because it's exactly it's like a, right. Yeah, yeah. Like I want people to feel comfortable being able like this guy's giving us permission to laugh at him. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, exactly. Because because yeah. then they because that's the thing. They feel way more related to you then, don't they? Yeah. They're like, oh you know, he he can he's he can take take the you know the mick out of himself and that's cool. And like right. and then it might open them up to wanting to do it as well. Because like, you know, because a lot of the time people are kind of uptight and they and they, they do find things funny, but they don't want to say it because they feel like, oh, you know, it's a bit kind of like it's wrong or taboo. But it's like, dude, right. come on, if I can do it to myself and you could do it to yourself you know what i mean but right. i think it's a good thing because it allows right. you to just loosen up with it absolutely uh i want to i want to uh uh wrap things up with by talking about the book itself um i believe sure. it comes out in the united states it comes about out september 26 if I'm yeah it's global it's world, worldwide 26 yeah oh nice okay okay cool so uh for anybody that's interested uh in this um i'm going to include links to to um his website and 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 to the the book all of that so you you know whether you're listening to it before the 26th or afterwards like you'll you'll have the link so you can go and 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 purchase it and and all of that um what do you what message do you hope people take away from your book which uh it's, it's called autism for adults um what message do you want people to take away from that book you know what's funny the the the, the book is kind of like it's it's kind of, kind of like teaching through parables right mm -hmm. <laughs> look at me i'm jesus no i'm not <laughs> but it's like that's what it sounds like but i mean it is teaching through parables i'm talking about my experiences and, and then i'm taking out the bits that i use to overcome certain things right and and on what that allowed me to do is 10x the shit out of my life so the mm. message is 10x your life dude you are worth so much more and i see this all the time nine out of ten people in the awesome special i meet are just kind of like so kind of thinking oh shit i can't do this i can't do that i'm like right, dude right. i don't wake up and go shit i'm not a chef i don't worry about it i don't care about it but yeah. I, I can i can fucking hype the shit out of an entire yeah. generation of people you know what i mean and so like so you so i focus on the things i can do and i and then and it teaches you to do those things it teaches you to kind of take the take the the opportunity in a negative situation and there's so many of those things in it and i'm so pumped for people to read it like it's ridiculous like honestly the people who've read it so far like if you go on goodreads and look at some of the people who are in my street team who have read it already and they've uh, left the review it's like mind-blowing because it's done exactly what i wanted it to do it, it's yeah. it, it empowers the person and the message is there is that you can be empowered you can tenex your life and it's time to change the game you're right. about to embark on a journey that you will never go back to, from you know what i mean like right. it, it's it, it's the next level it's like you open a door going through somewhere else and you're a different person and you'll continue to up that ladder it's gonna be amazing like it really is and that's that's the whole ethos of my entire life's work you know and it's the first installment of my life's work as well like yeah. it's the first time i I've, i've put everything down into this book mm -hmm. um and i've condensed it to like 160 pages or something ridiculous 117 right. pages look at that good for you there you go good so yeah <laughs> <laughs> thanks dude that's amazing like honestly i'm i'm so i'm so excited for you uh because like, like I'm, i'm in the process of publishing like my first one uh and it's all about introversion wow. and embracing your introversion and things like that um and it's it's at least for me i don't know how you feel when it comes to publishing and, and writing books i'm nervous as fuck i am so nervous 
<laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I don't know what's gonna happen. Are people even gonna, people gonna read this and want to hear about my bullshit? Like, like, do people care? <laughs> uh, well, fuck them if they don't care. They, yeah, I, they don't care. But if they do care, they do care. I don't care. Yeah. It's like kind of like this. If I throw a thousand books and hit people in the face, <laughs> the people who throw it back, I don't care. But the people who pick it up and read it, I'm like, yeah, cool. We're getting something from it, right? right you right, know what right. I mean? Like, I, I, you know, that's what we do with life in any way. You know, yeah, like you true. walk out in the street and someone could be like, "You're an asshole." It's like, fuck, you don't know me, and right. your friends love you, right? So, but you know, this is my second book i wrote a book on theology yeah. before um i'm not like a religious person but i'm a spiritual person so i wrote yeah, a book sure. on theology and um i and that was different kind of different type of book but this book is the first one i've written about like kind of my life's work you know my actual my, my work and um the process was easier it took me two weeks to write this book um i i wrote it whilst running on a treadmill i know it sounds crazy right but i have like i have hyperactive adhd right so i ran on a treadmill and because i'm dyslexic i got my phone and it and i, I spoke to my phone my phone wrote out what I dictated. So I spent eight hours, eight hour sessions on, on a treadmill running, talking to my phone. And then I took all of that data, put it into Grammarly, which is an app. And then it made it yeah. sure that spelling was was right. And I sent it to my editor and said, edit that. I said, okay. And then here it is. You wrote a book while on a treadmill. Yeah. I would have fell. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I would have, I would have fallen. I would have been I, like, wow, this chapter is great. Oh shit. I'm on the ground. Like that's what, no. <laughs> see, like, and that, I think this is, that's an interesting thing. Like also when autism and ADHD has this, have this yeah. kind of like issue in the brain, you have to find a ways of, 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 of teasing it. Yes. And, and what yeah. I found is tactile feedback, keep myself busy with the, with the ADHD and I'm running on yeah. the treadmill, you know, and then I'm getting a tactile feedback, which is giving me this kind of like proprioception kind of like, yeah. And then, I was able to focus my mind and hyper-focus on the things for my memory. And my book, like I said, a book only took two weeks to to write because I knew exactly what I was going to fucking write in it. You know, it's my life. It's my, my right. it's everything I teach every single day. Why wouldn't I? Right. I, I laugh a lot of the time. A lot of people take years to research a book. I'm like, dude, like, how are you research? How are you spending that much time to research a book? You obviously don't know what you're talking about. Should you be writing this book? You know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe we should write a different book. You know I mean? Maybe write something that you talk about every day. Yeah, it's know? true. Like, it's like it, it, it's weird, isn't it? I don't find it. Yeah, it's true. You know, people say people say to me like they say, "Um, we're going to interview because I do a lot of TV and radio and stuff." And they yeah, say, yeah. "We're going to send you the questions ahead of time." I'm like, "I don't want them." And they say, "Why?" I say, "Why I, interview yeah. me if I?" You know what I mean? If I don't I actually, want to talk about why. It's funny you say that because the the dinner that I was having with some friends recently, they 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 were talking to me about my podcast and asked me questions and they asked me they're like do you send your questions ahead of time i say absolutely not and they asked why and i said well number one i like when just people are able to answer something genuinely with exactly like, like with what's on their brain like just right there yeah. in there and number two there's been a lot of times that including today where like i'll have a series of questions that i want to ask but like depending on their answers that'll steer me in a specific direction and i want to like double down on things i yeah, want to exactly. ask follow-ups things like that. like there's i'm looking at my screen now there's tons of questions that i didn't ask but that's because of the answers you were giving and i'm like kind oh that's cool i want to go down yeah, that route yeah, instead yeah, yeah. you know and like i think that's kind of cool i don't like boxing myself into a corner uh yeah, kind of thing so like if somebody is like begging for que the questions ahead of time, like I'll, if they're like really like I can't do it without this question, then I'll, I'll send I'll <laughs> yeah, send them questions. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I say that I'm like I'm not guaranteeing <laughs> that I'm going to ask any of these questions. By the way, yeah, because it's just it's just it's a basic outline, isn't it? Right. Oh, right. and by the way, dude, if you want to send me those questions, if there's any questions I didn't answer, send them to me, and I'll I'll, I'll uh, email them back to you, and then you yeah. can put them in the post. Or if you put this on Instagram or Twitter or anywhere, you yeah. put it into the actual text body of the of the 
oh that'd be great that'd be great or and i mean i would also love to have you back on as well you know uh, to talk to talk more you know down the line about but you you know the email address of of the book yeah and and we'll we'll set something up man uh dan thank you (laughs) thank you so much for uh for for taking time out of your day i know that you have you have some young you have a young one in the house you have some young ones in the house yeah 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 so so the the (laughs) i always thank you know the the parents that come on my podcast for finding a way to (laughs) to navigate the the craziness i know it's hard (laughs) i i did one podcast um a couple weeks ago where she uh they uh, she was outside on like her patio and her child maybe like three four or five years old (laughs) was just oh, no. in against the screen in the background the entire time just like making faces and just like <laughs> pounding on the screen how She's are like, you supposed I'm to so stay sorry. focused <laughs> She's oh, like, there's nothing goodness. i can do i'm so sorry i'm like it's really okay it's fine <laughs> oh my god no it's there's great. your contraception no. out of it right away yeah oh yeah, yeah absolutely like... <laughs> it was great no it was funny but um dude thank you so much for everybody for anybody that's interested in in yep. reading more about yeah. Uh, about Dan, about you know his book, about his platforms, website, all of that. I'm going to include that in the description of this podcast. That way, you can mm-hmm. just click go. Uh, check this out because it's some really fascinating information that I really think that people can get a lot of, especially uh, my audience here, um, listeners, watchers, vibers. Uh, we've come to an end of this uh, really cool uh, journey um, with this uh, person, Dan Jones. Uh, the book's called Autism for Adults. Uh, Dan, thank you. Your honesty, your self-awareness, your insights. Uh, it's it's educated me. It's, it's I know it's going to educate others. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you for for doing this. Uh, not just being on the podcast, but for writing stuff like that. Um, and I'm going to include the you know links to all of this to everybody. Thank you so much for listening. My Have man, a wonderful day. As always, much love, good vibes, and I'll talk to you later. Bye. And that's a wrap for today's episode of the Vibe with Kai podcast. This is your host, Kai, hoping that our chat today was both informative and entertaining. Remember, there is no normal when it comes to mental health. It's all about finding what's healthy for you. And if that's vibing with me, well, I'm glad that you're here. I'd love to continue this conversation with you off the air as well. You can find me on all major social media platforms at The Vibe with Kai, or you can visit my official website at thevibewithkai.com. I'm here to keep the positivity flowing, the ideas sparking, and most importantly, to help everyone feel a little less alone in their mental health journey. Thank you so much for lending me your ears and your time. Keep those good vibes flowing and remember to love and accept yourself, ADHD, introversion, and all. Until next time, this is Kai signing off with a smile. Much love and good vibes.